Hey, podcast listeners, we're so thankful for you. We're praying for you. I think you're going to enjoy the podcast today as we have a special guest. It's going to be fun. Sit back, crank the volume, enjoy. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Grant Lauda, Clam Chowda. Freddie T. Good morning. I, I, are you still okay with the nickname? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, the look on your face said, I'm not sure, but your voice, you, you just said yes. It, it is okay, yes. <laughs> I, I don't, it's endearing. I, I kind of so. love it. Yeah. I, I love it. I can tell you love yeah. it. <laughs> how you doing, man? I'm good. How are yeah, you? Yeah, good, good, yeah. good. It's, it was warm yesterday. Yeah, it was like 80. It's weird. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, it's it's supposed to be 40-something today. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the, the, the work on the church land? I have. have you, yeah, it's exciting, yes. isn't it? Yep. I mean, it's like piles of stuff everywhere and trucks are everywhere. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I live in a, a new development subdivision, so I feel like Driving past real life's new 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 location, and then where I live, it's just construction city, uh, just yeah. dirt being moved, yeah. pipes being laid, I don't love utilities. That. Um, yeah, it's it's all right. In the in when we lived in New York, it was it was like scaffolding was everywhere. Yeah, jackhammers, the noise of jackhammers. And it's like my Nashville last, too. Yeah, like it's just my last six months of living in New York City, I could not escape the sound of a jackhammer. Mm. I felt like I went to bed with it in my ear. I woke up with it in my ear. Yeah, just done. Yeah. Hey, we got a special guest on the podcast today. We do. The man, the myth, the legend, Bobby. I knew it was coming. Bobby. Clay Knight. I was going to say, does he have a nickname too? Where did Clay. Bobby come from, Clay? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was you and JV, or maybe JV and Tim. <laughs> Jonathan Vincent thought your name was yes. Bobby. Yes. But and, I have no oh. idea where he got that from. <laughs> and then Pat Pierce, and you've got a couple of oh, yeah. those guys, Mark and Eric, and th- yeah, they just... The new guy needs a needed a nickname yeah. quick, and it stuck. It it never left me. DJ Daniel Cox mm. over there is laughing. Bobby. Mm. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the podcast, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's good to have you back. Yeah. Hey, um, how's that marriage book you and Millie are writing? Uh, yeah, coming together really slowly, yeah. but learning a lot. I, I hear yeah. you guys are writing a marriage book. I don't know who you heard that from. How many months you've been married, Clay? Uh, wow, nine months. Nine months. February fourth. Uh, now November eight. Yeah, it is crazy. Time is flying by, but it has been amazing being here with the the woman of my dreams. Yes, mm. you guys got fall retreats this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. How many students you got? 90 Nuh-uh. this morning. Are you serious? 90 of this morning. Are you serious? Yeah. 90 have, students? Yeah. Yeah. Like yesterday, it was like 83. Yeah. They bro- just keep on coming. God brain dumps growth. of like 74. So right. yeah, it's just yeah. Each, every day you got to refresh. I'm sure it's. That doesn't make it hard for you, is it? Like, oh, uh, hey, Jonathan Creek, I need 15 more bunks. Yeah. And, hey, I hey. need another 15 passenger van. Yep. Mm. Where does that fall out of heaven? Yeah. <laughs> But God is bringing the growth and more students are coming. So I'm excited for a really great weekend. It's going to be great. Love it. Love it. Yeah. All right. Let's shift to the brain dump. Brain dump. Yeah. What's the brain dump? The brain dump is your Sunday night email of just incoherent at some times, just consciousness, I'm just glad, being. I'm glad you like the brain dump. <laughs> I do. That's it's like, that's why I said it's it's refreshing. It's raw. It's just. Um, Someone even say real, real, <laughs> you keep it real, uh, in the brain dump, but you mentioned, I think, I guess October, which I can't keep up with 
months and their appreciation. There's 12 of them, Grant. I, <laughs> oh, I know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like every month is an appreciation oh, of to where I'm like, there's probably like, if you it's Googled ridiculous. what is October appreciation. You got Donut Week, National yeah, Donut, Donut Day, Week, National Donut, uh, National Everything. Yeah. National Clay's facial hair. Look at that. <laughs> hey, I, I try to keep it looking nice. Yeah, like my mom will tag me in an Instagram post of like, happy second born day or something my, like that. I'm like, my right, poor thanks, kids do not get any acknowledgement when it's like National Daughter Day, National mm. Sunday. I'm like, wasn't that last month too? Yeah. I can't keep up either, man. You gave them a good shout out when y'all went to Hawaii though. You had like a full post. Yeah, I remember that. that. Was I was Florida. like, that was, or Florida, yeah, 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 yeah. maybe. Yeah, that was a great family vacation. Yes, that okay. was just my day. For yeah, them, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So October, I guess, among many things, is Pastor Appreciation Month. It was Pastor Appreciation Month. And you mentioned, thank you for all the wonderful expressions of love you all sent. Um, you feel so loved and supported by our church. Any any kind of specific things that you got, yeah. words of affirmation, gifts, or, or well, what did you receive that were so... You know, notes. I got, We got several notes yeah. and um, thoughtful, handwritten notes. Got a couple of loaves of bread. Nice. Like know. homemade? Yeah. Oh, those are yeah, yeah. Both were like sourdough, so mm. if it looks like I'm a little heavier... <laughs> Putting on that we, winter. Yeah. yeah, it's because of Pastor Appreciation Month. Yeah. Blame the bread makers. You, you think know? there's a, a, a data point, like pastors <laughs> gain X percent of weight October, during October because yeah, right, right. of all the loaves of bread? Um, yeah, you know, I here, here's what's cool for me about Pastor Appreciation Month. Of course, everybody loves an attaboy. Everybody loves mm-hmm. to be appreciated, right? But for me, man, I like I feel it year-round with real life. You know, like we don't... We like in real life, we really don't need a month, you know, because I just feel it year round. Like I feel loved, appreciated, supported in our church in the most wonderful, healthiest way. I don't want to go anywhere and do anything else but be right here, pastor in real life. Yeah. 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 I have one little follow up question that I can pass it to Clay for his any any questions about the brain dump. Did you, did you, I'll put you on the spot, did you do anything specific for Pastor Tim? I did, but what did I do? For Pastor Appreciation You know what I did? Well, okay, so here's what I did, but it came, it may have come a Gave little Gave him 30 early. minutes for lunch. No, 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 no. When we, um, and, and Clay got this too, um, but uh, I, <laughs> when Lily and I went to New York City, mm-hmm. we went into the, oh, M&M, yeah. we went to the M&M store. Oh, yeah. And I had no idea you could do this, but you can get people's names printed on an M&M. Oh, interesting. And so I got a big jar of M&Ms with Keep It Real, Keep It Jesus printed on it and Pastor Tim's name printed Like only on yellow it. M&Ms? Yellow and white. White, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And, um, and so Tim's not even eating his. He just has it sitting on his desk. Oh, nice. Know, oh, yeah, me too. They look, so, too. they look too good. So I got Clay's cool. nickname, Bobby, on his, you know, like on his M&Ms. But, um, so, yeah, you know, just, uh, just a different way to nice. say you're awesome, you know, and appreciated. And it was a lot of fun. Nice. L- Lily was as, as excited as I was about printing them up. And um, she actually got a friend, you know, printed up a friend, like a jar of, you know. Nice friend appreciation month, I guess. I, don't I know, just but. I just thought about it, but when I came here for the recruiting visit or whatever you want to call it, right to visit real life for the first time, I gave you that little thing for your the he man, yeah, for your oh, desk. it's on my desk, and now you've given me something now. <laughs> nice. Is it on for, your desk for my desk? Yeah, yeah you yeah. guys are exercising great willpower, not eating those things. I I would eat like 
three a day, and they'd be gone. M and M's are kind of I don't know of all the candies, they're like my least your least favorite. favorite. Yeah. I don't love straight chocolate. Yeah, I'm not a huge straight chocolate fan. But you throw some nuts in the chocolate, and I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's your favorite? What's your favorite candy bar, Clay? Favorite candy? I'm not really a big candy person, but uh, it's the cross country runner in me. But uh, gummy worms is oh yeah oh yeah like, like I'll go it, get the three pounder yeah. from somebody tried to tell us that like gummy bears is good after a workout. Is that true? No, that's I'll just say like bologna, before like like oh, Marshawn before. Lynch would eat like really? Skittles sour oh. Skittles like yeah, midway but through Marshawn an Lynch NFL game. Is Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> I feel like I, that's a I completely mean, different. But hey, Clay Knight, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. A lot of similarities there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's awesome. Though I uh, there's also another point in the brain dump. So many encouraging texts today from the sermon. I feel like that's just a testament to the people at real life. Oh yeah, you know. But yeah. uh, I really wanted to pick out from the brain dump. There's this is a very highly debated topic. But Freddie T, when do you start playing Christmas music in your home? When does Christmas <laughs> officially start in the Wyatt household? I I don't know when the shift was made for me. But I used to be a after Thanksgiving only, mm-hmm. like with decorations, with music, like all of it. Like it has, and I think it's because I love Thanksgiving so much. Growing up, I like Thanksgiving was so amazing in my home growing up because my mom, my mom is the oldest of four sisters. Like there, she has three sisters, four daughters, and and her three sisters with their kids would come to my house and stay the night. On like Saturday night, we wake up Sunday morning, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Like giant sleepover with all your cousins. And we would do that every year for Christmas. I mean, Mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving. So I think like in my mind, because Thanksgiving is so special, I was like, let it stand on its own. Yeah. But something has happened in me. I I don't know if it's middle age, but, um, and Susan, maybe it's just my wife has influenced me, but she starts playing Christmas music in November. Yeah. Like early November, like well, there's no good Thanksgiving November music, first. So that's right. You got to kind of just jump give thanks yeah. with a grateful. You gonna heart. sing you know that next play? Sunday? No. Give thanks but I think I think Thanksgiving. I think Charlie Brown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's given Jesus Christ his son. You've just been singing so much lately, Freddie T. Let the weak say, <laughs> I am strong. Are you okay. gonna, is this going to um, be Eddie's Eddie's on this, su- that's on the Thanksgiving this Sunday? Song. No. no. That's the Thanksgiving song. I, I, you guys, I've started to listen to Christmas music already. Yeah. But 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 it's only instrumental right now. Mm. It's only instrumental. So you ease into it. Susan, I think she's listening to it in the car, in her classroom. Anyways, we had it on in the house the other day, and Jack threw a fit. Mm. I say he threw a fit. He threw a fit in a Jack Wyatt kind of a way, okay. you know. Scolding. Like, he wasn't loud. He was. He was. He was just like. He was just like, "Give me a break," you know. Mm-hmm. Like you know. And we're like, "Buddy, I'm sorry. We love it." You know. What about you, Grant Louder, Clem Chowda? Christmas music. Christmas music. Um, I think I've listened to like one song. You have. Yeah. Oh. Post post Halloween, but yeah, my mom. They were like in the Bahamas last Christmas, so I don't think they had like the traditional got to set up their tree. So she set up her tree this year before Halloween. Wow. And I'm just like, it's just a little. That is early. It's early. She really missed out last last year. She was at the beach. The one. Yeah. Yeah. The Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pray for her. Please. Um, But the one argument I do like of like setting things up before Thanksgiving is I like the 
the as you would say the younger kids the vibe the environment of, of Thanksgiving the vibe yeah the vibe yeah the, the, vibe. the vibe of the a vibe home. Of Thanksgiving when yeah when Christmas decorations up. are up and like yeah. you kind of have this full holiday vibe here's I'm what like, Susan okay. wants to do she wants to put the tree up before Thanksgiving but leave the ornaments off that's what we yeah. have and then put the ornaments up after Thanksgiving that's what she wants I'm okay. like sweetie this is great Phased. it's like instrumental Christmas music yeah no you're words. phasing yeah. into right? yeah. okay, okay tree up lights no ornaments yes yeah. like this is like we're going through like this. our discipleship kind of <laughs> flow chart you need to make a holiday <laughs> holiday season flow, flow chart what to come exactly. on. Grant Louder Clam Chowder is referring uh, to we have this great framework that we're working through with some men it's kind of in the like the your 1.0 beta stage right yeah. now. And so it will come to the masses soon enough, but there's a little hinting of it, but there, yeah, there's like this progression, this discipleship yeah. progression. Right. And so, yeah, this Christmas progression. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Do you guys celebrate Advent at all? My dad did. Yeah. For our fa- Well, our family did, and it was pretty memorable. And that's something that if I was like, if I died on one Christmas tradition, it would be like, our family's going to do Advent. So each year I look up when the Advent Sundays yeah, start. Yeah, 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 I haven't yeah. done anything officially yet, yeah. but I'm like, I need to order the candles. Um, and, Grant, and make a that. note. Let's let's talk about Advent next Sunday. Okay. I mean, next, next Thursday. Yeah. Um, play Christmas music at your place, in your life, in your car, in your office. You seem like a... Christmas in July kind of guy. Uh, yes, he really? does. <laughs> yes, he does. I'm actually kind of offended. Wow. That's okay. something I kind of was die hard on oh. Christmas after Thanksgiving, but I want to mm-hmm. shout out my wife, uh, Millie, because it's only been through movies where she has gotten me on this Christmas, like, let's go all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Millie a, is Christmas music before Thanksgiving? Huge Christmas. Already got the tree up with ornaments. Oh, our yeah. little, you know, our little apartment. I mean, off of Millie's mom 11. is a Disney planner. She so is. that feels like Christmas before Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, like it just feels like it comes oh, with yeah, the whole. Yeah. But she, so she's got you into it. She's got me into, and there's just been a couple of movies that their playlists have <laughs> made their way into my sometimes daily drive to mm. the office, and it I just can't get them. Christmas out of my head. movies, yes, and you got them in your head, yes, and they're good too. Like I but used to you not got them in like your head Christmas because movies. you watched them the night before. I, I, we rewatch these movies. They're literally this good. I used to but be like no in November, Christmas in November. You're oh yeah, watching I've, Christmas. what have you? What have you watched already? So Spirited is huge for me. Will Ferrell and uh, Ryan Reynolds. There's another Christmas movie with Will Ferrell. Do you know about this, Grant? Loud? I've never heard. Apple of TV. You need to get on it. The the soundtrack, the playlist is incredible. And then there's this cartoon. Uh, that's what the kids do. That's what the kids do oh, these yeah. days. It's the it's the cartoon uh, Klaus movie. I don't know if you've oh, ever heard of it, but it is incredible. Yeah. It's coming from the perspective of a postman and how basically Christmas starts. Okay. Like the, the Santa okay. Claus. Like okay. the old school, like, is it the old ones? That's what I'm thinking of. Of So this guy's basically uh, works works for his dad. He delivers post, uh, like, oh, mail okay. and then gets sent to this really crazy place where the legend of Santa Claus starts. You guys, last night, last night. So heretical Christmas. We're talking. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, my brain is spinning like I've moved on. I've moved on from okay. the Christmas movies but it's because i'm distracted by this last night we're talking in our kitchen jack susan elliot's probably there um parker's at football practice lily's doing homework we're talking about like jack has a friend who's going to mexico for christmas Mm -hmm. and we're talking about it yada 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 and and i and i say i would never let you go to mexico for christmas and he's like what why and i'm like what what are you, what are you talking about? Why? Like, 
And, and then so Susan immediately chimes in and she's like, it's like the biggest family time of the year, you know? And, mm-hmm. and Jack, and so then Jack was like, yeah, but like Mexico at Christmas is like a once in a lifetime kind of a thing. And you've got like 80 Christmases coming, you know, I'm like, no buddy, you have that totally wrong. Like, yeah. yes, because you have 80 Christmases, you have 360 other times a year you can go to Mexico. And yeah. he's like, well, it's expensive. And I'm like, buddy, it's not as expensive to go to Mexico as it is the majority of the other places on planet earth, you know, like yeah. anyways. So that was interesting life yeah. of a teenager. It's always interesting. Mexico trip and Christmas. Yeah. I would, I would imagine. I wonder if it's a, is it like a cool, like I, well, like the a, idea was he was talking about like, like somebody going and potentially inviting a friend. Mm. And he's like, if like, if a friend invited me to go, you know, mm. like, you know, like he was, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't let you go. And he's like, what? Why? Like, what do you mean? Why it's Christmas? Yeah, like, you're not leaving the family to go to Mexico. Would or, you yeah. take the family? Um, mm. I, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would entertain a family trip somewhere because because a guiding principle for me is um, give my kids experiences, not stuff. Mm. Right. So, like, let's make memories, not materialistic people. Right. So, you know, so. So I'm all about that. Now I would miss being at home with the tree up, all, yeah. you know, like it wouldn't be the same. And I'd probably be like your mom, mm-hmm. uh, getting it out early yeah. because we didn't, <laughs> I wasn't at home the year before, yeah. but yeah, I'm all about the experiences, you know, well, yeah. Christmas family, Wyatt road trip. Yeah. You know, I, it'll be really interesting. You know, it's just like, you know, I pray God blesses our family with good health and, I always like, I'm always thinking about like, what will my adult children be like? And what will holidays be like? You know, because it's kind of all predictable now, but when they all get out of the house and, you know, start marrying people, it'll all be unpredictable. And anyways. Yeah. 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 Ho, ho, ho. Well, that's a good segue. If you want to talk about the sermon, I don't know if it was a good segue or not, but, but we're here, (laughs) but we're here. Romans eight. Um, I think that was last week, right? 28 through 29. I saw for you all... asleep during the sermon, Grant. Lowe. No, I was wide awake. Um, I know you were Cl- in the back row, weren't you? We were. That's yeah. why That's why I started down in the aisle and walked all the way to the back. Yeah, because you saw because we you were back there. We, were, we started in the front. Uh, Sarah was having uh, some difficulties Aww. with child care. Yeah. As she, it's, it's a her thing. It's not yeah. a child care yeah. worker yeah. thing. It is oh, okay, a yeah. Sarah thing she yeah, needs yeah. to work through, yeah, and we're working yeah. Um, so we just moved back so she could yeah, we could easily. easily get in and out and stuff. So calling us out. But um I loved it. Romans eight, twenty eight through twenty nine. I'll just go ahead and read it real quick. Um and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Um, did you go to 30? Nope. No, just 29. Yep. Um, so Clay, did you have any, man, from the, I'd, I'd be, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Any, any sort of insights, nuggets, observations from, from this past week's sermon on Romans 8, 28 through 29? Yeah. With the, uh, Freddie T, you said this top five texts to be able to preach. Obviously there's a lot mm-hmm. here, but, uh, I really leaned in on defining good. Um, because in this text, it is widely used, like you hear it all the time. But it also can be taken out of context sometimes. Mm. So I think being able to define good, and I love, again, how Paul just just has a logical flow in Romans 8. 
how we see it in verse 29. What's the good? Well, it's to be conformed mm. to the image of his son. That's what fullness of life looks like. That's what an abundant life. And honestly, not again, not to be cheesy, but real life in Jesus mm. looks like. So that was, mm. that was my takeaway. It was huge. Um, yeah, just to be brought back to that Romans 8. Our value system, our, our value system, our value system has to change, mm-hmm. right? Like on, this is what, this is what God says is our greatest good mm-hmm. is being molded into the image of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is that what we say is our greatest mm-hmm. good, right? Like for many of us, like our greatest good is like getting ahead in life, yeah. like not feeling like we're always playing catch up because like our brakes just went out on our, our van. Yeah. You know, like that's our greatest good. But God says, no, our greatest good is being molded into the image of Jesus. It yeah. makes it makes me think back to our mission, our vision as a church too, delighting in mm-hmm. God and being a flourishing people. Well, how do we do that? Well, it's to always be conformed and seeking to look like Jesus. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's just going to bring more delight. And yeah, it was just really good. It's all I would, connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grant. Anything for you this? Yeah, this I mean, Sunday? <clears throat> what you mentioned, I, and and Freddie, I loved how you made that distinction of like the good is being conformed into the image because I think you mentioned Clay. Like this is a verse that's a lot of times taken out of context. People always forget, like, hey, just all things work together for good. Just remember that it's like, well, there's a lot of for those who love God um, and are called according to His purpose. Um, that's a huge modifier. And you said, be those types of people who love God, who delight in God. But also the good being formed into the image of Christ, like you said, Clay, of like, man, like, yeah, I don't want to, like, diminish this verse of like, oh, my car breaks down, like you mentioned. God used that, and I was able to get a new car. God works all things for good, you know. It's like, no, that's not what this verse is talking about. This verse is talking about being formed into the image of Christ, which is probably totally separate from maybe getting a a new car or a promotion or, or whatever, and so it's always just it's always just grounding and just encouraging of like that is an insane spiritual reality of like we are being conformed into the image of Christ, which I always this is probably like my least known um, or like least thought of kind of title that Jesus has the firstborn mm. among many brothers. Mm. So I'm like we're being conformed into the image of Christ so that he can be the firstborn among many brothers. And I was like, so we're like, we're, we're brothers with Christ. Yes. We're brothers and sisters with Christ. He's the firstborn. He's the head. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, it's just a title that yes. I, as I was walking away, I was like, that's one I don't really think of, you know, King of Kings, yeah. you know, God with us. Um, yeah. But firstborn among many brothers was just kind of something cool to chew on and nothing practical. I was just like, oh, that's something interesting to chew yeah, on and just yeah. just well, think over. Well, it becomes that burning center, right? It becomes the chief motivation mm-hmm. in the sense of, okay, yes, we want to be conformed into the image of Christ, but to what end? Yeah. Mm. Like, to what end? Yes, we want, to, we want our character to reflect Jesus, but why? Yeah. Well, it's so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. He might have the preeminence. Yeah. He might be declared awesome in and through our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Second Corinthians mentioning, like we are the aroma of Christ, which is just like, I don't even don't get just like that's insane. Some like, of, some of us incredible. Christians stink. Yeah, we yeah. stink. That's what it says, right? People we, either we, think we, it smells like life stink. or death. Yeah, we so we, start, we, we, we need to we need to plug a glade in our yeah. heart, you know, yeah. start smelling like 
start smelling like Jesus. I would love to see the pronunciation stonk. of the word. That, stonk. Yeah. Stonk. Yeah. Stonk. Maybe put that in the show notes or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There was there was another <clears throat> thought that I had on that text, but it's gone. So you guys keep moving. Oh, let me ask you guys this. Okay. Um. Nope, it's gone. There it goes. It's well, Thursday morning. Early let me Thursday let morning. me ask you a question. Uh, how how did you feel when it came to Sunday? Because you even mentioned in the welcome, like, "Hey, I, I just walked in." Yeah. But you you fell in love with the atmosphere, seeing all these welcoming yeah. people, and mm-hmm. then you've got to go deliver a text. Okay. Like Romans eight twenty eight. All right. I don't know. I don't know what people will think about this, but I'm I'm growing and not caring. Right. What people mm-hmm. think. I mean, keep I want it, you to keep think it real. Well, but that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so <laughs> I, I've been stewing on this text for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I've preached the book of Romans one time in New York city. Um, and that was a long time ago, but I've been stewing on this text for a long, long time. Romans eight twenty eight was like my pastor's favorite verse. So he probably quoted that verse more than any other verse ever. Um, so there's a sense in which I feel like I could have taught this text in my sleep. Because mm-hmm. it's just been anchored in my soul for years. Um, so, uh, but there, there's a for me and Grant, you and I have been talking about this, and so we've been talking about preaching. There's a difference between teaching and preaching, mm-hmm. right? So I could have taught the text easily, but I was struggling to preach the text, and and I was struggling with kind of having those heralding points, those, mm-hmm. those things I was declaring, those things I was calling people to. And, um, and, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little embarrassing. Um, so I literally go to bed Saturday night, totally prepared to teach the text, but having no idea how I was going to preach the text. Mm-hmm. So I set my alarm for 4am and I mean, this is not my usual, like I'm usually up early, but not that early. But I'm like, okay, I've I've got to get the phraseology of how I'm going to preach it. Like, because I want to preach it. I don't want to just teach it. I really want to preach it. And I wake up at 2 in the morning, and it is in my head. Mm. <laughs> they, uh, Clay's been asking me lots of questions about preaching. Like, he's the hungriest learner I've ever met. Like, he just wants to grow and grow and grow. And I told him the other day, I said, Clay, you just... <laughs> I said, you have to commit to being average until you're 30. Mm, which is <laughs> brutal for the me. Look on his, the look on his face was just like, what? You know, because mm-hmm. he excels at most of what he puts his hands to, right? And um, but, but that's the way it is with anything, right? Like, I mean, it takes years to become really good at anything, right? And so, um, so, so like... Waking up in the middle of the night with an outline in my head did not happen for the first 20 years that I was preaching. But but now it's just like it's been so my craft that as you're meditating on the text, it, the, the, guys, this is glorious. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but where you wake up in the morning and the first thought that goes through your head is a prayer to God, like a prayer mm-hmm. of dependence or a prayer of praise. Um every season in my life is not like that. They're few and far between, but man, when I'm in that season, it's so rich where the very first thought that goes through my head is like a prayer. Um, aspire to that brothers. Like yeah, you guys get, yeah. have you ever had that? Have you ever had that? I'm, I'm thinking back and I, we talked about it this morning 
in this in, in this group that meets and I you're think laying in bed it. you wake up your first conscious thought is like a prayer well it's mm-hmm. the, it's that moment that I was telling you where I'm in the word during covid I'm reading it multiple times a day because what else do you do during covid and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there was moments where I was like god I need it like like all I can think about is you mm-hmm. yeah yes louder yeah, I don't know if it'd be considered a prayer, but yeah, it'd be something that I was reading in the scriptures, and I would like, almost like you, I would wake up, and I would just be thinking on whether it be this spiritual concept or yes. just chewing on it. And um, so, so what you're saying, Freddie T, is I shouldn't bank on a 2 a.m. outline. No, no, but it was it it, it like it it was the most amazing, it was the most amazing thing that God. So I wake up and literally I'm laying in bed and the outline begins to unfold, mm-hmm. be, like be this person, you know? And so I like, I, my phone was in the kitchen. Hallelujah. Not by my bed. I get up out of bed, walk to the <laughs> kitchen, get my phone. I'm, and I'm punching it in the phone, 2 a.m. So then I wake up at 3.30 again. So I, I punch it all in. Then I wake up at 3.30 and I'm like, oh no. And the, so when I woke up at two, I was confused because it was time change night. That's right. And that's when that. two a.m. is technically when the time when you're when the time change is in effect. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? It's in two a.m. I didn't know that until you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. So I've always the, wanted to stay up and like see the <laughs> clock. I've seen videos of like overnight workers, and it's like they're like this is the most depressing thing ever. It just <laughs> yeah, right, right. Goes back. It's two a.m. Now it's two a.m. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so so I wake up at two a.m. and I'm like, is it three a.m.? Is it two a.m.? Is it one a.m.? I don't know what time it is. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm punching the you know you know. The, the, the text outline, I mean, the, the sermon outline into the phone. So then I go back to bed. I wake up at 3.30. Well, then I I, uh, I, I, I cancel the alarm for 4 a.m. because I've got mm-hmm. my outline. Like, I know mm-hmm. how I'm going to preach the text now. And, um, uh, well, then, well, then I kind of overslept a little bit. But I wasn't concerned because I had I had my outline. I knew I was going to teach the text. Now I knew I was going to preach the text. Like, yeah. and um, so I just kind of took my time. I came to my study. I did my usual routine of printing my notes out and sipping some coffee and all the things. Mm. And I, I get in the car to go over to the forum, and I still don't know what time it is. But in my head, I'm thinking I got an extra hour. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm probably going to be early. You know, well I look at the clock, and I'm like I still don't know. Like did my did my car clock change? And my phone? What does my phone say? You know, all the things. And I realize. I'm going to walk in at five minutes till church time. You know, it's, I'm going to walk in at eight 25 and sure enough, I did I pull in and I'm like way down in the parking lot and I'm walking in and I call Steve on the phone and I'm like, Hey, give me a three minute buffer, you know? And, and there's a lady in front of me. She turns around, just smiles. And she's like, it's nice to get a little window behind the curtain. Yeah. Here. And I'm like, this is not normal. You know? <laughs> and, um, but when I walked in the front door, I wish I could have just like watched the moment because mm-hmm. it was just the body of Christ. It was Mm -hmm. just like, it was the church being the church. People were in these conversations. It was this beautiful picture of love and relationships. It was just, ah, and the energy was so life-giving. It was like palpable joy. And so I just make my, I just start walking through and like in all the way back to the worship center. That's what I experienced Mm -hmm. every step of the way, you know? And so it was so rewarding for me because it was like, I didn't have anything to do with any of that. You know, like, I mean, surely, like, yeah, I planted the church, been preaching, like, all that. Mm-hmm. But that morning, like, all of that was happening, and I wasn't present. So I got to, like, come in and just experience it. Oh, mm. it just fired me up. Yeah, my So then my experience was, and I'll, I'll wrap up with this, but sometimes preaching two services, and I may have shared this on the podcast before, but 
uh, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, Grant. Um, there's that scene in the Gospels where this woman with the issue of blood comes up and touches Jesus, the hem of his yeah. garment, and she's healed, and Jesus doesn't see her, but the act of healing her, he feels it, and he says, the power has left me. Mm. You know, so so what some people don't know is that is that the way Jesus conducted his ministry, Clay, this is going to be good right here. The way Jesus conducted his ministry was by being filled with the Spirit as a human being. In other, in other words, the way Jesus conducted his ministry was not pulling the God trump card. So the way he healed people wasn't, well, he's God, he healed him. No, the way he healed people was a human being being filled with the Spirit. And so, and so you're like, well, how does that work? Well, I don't know how it totally works because he's the God-man. But um, in this moment, she's healed. He feels it as a human being. He feels like the power of the Spirit healing the woman. So he says, the power has left me. Um, sometimes after preaching, and, and I really I don't intend to say I'm like Jesus in this way. But, but I, after I preach the first sermon, I feel like the power has left me. You know, mm. like I feel like, oh, Lord. You just like, faint up on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Lord, if anything good is going to come from yeah. the second service, like you must empower me, right? And um, so literally in the brain dump, I almost wrote this, but I thought, and then I thought, just get over yourself, right? Because it's like totally not about you. And like, that's like that's all of life, right? Get over yourself, get over yourself. John the Baptist said, more of Jesus, less of mm-hmm. me. Um, but I wanted to write, to the first service, you're welcome. To the second service, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> that's the way I felt. Like, all my notes were the same. So it was like the same message, but my experience in it in the first service felt like um, I just felt like an instrument of the Lord. And in the second service, I just felt like I was just getting it out. Like, mm-hmm. just, it just felt like I was laying bricks. So just, just get it out. And I actually think I strained my vocal cords Sunday. Oh, wow. And I think part of that was my lungs, you know? So like, I was like overcompensating, like, you know, my vocal cords because I was trying to get air. Anyways, that was my experience. Long story, short question. That's all I got. Yeah. 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 And I hope, and then we can take a break and then we can, I think we're going to pepper clay about this upcoming. I can't wait to pepper clay. Yeah. Retreat. Um, But I hope it's encouraged. It's so encouraging for me to get, and I hope it's encouraging for anyone to listen to this and see the behind the scenes. Like our pastor is like getting woken up by the spirit <laughs> at 2 a.m. with like a new outline. Like and and so it's just always encouraging. As you know, I hope when you come to church on Sunday, it's like I'm not just coming to church. Like I'm 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 expecting God to speak to me through whoever's preaching up on stage, Clay, Freddie T. And so to hear that you're like. It's not just some old sermon that you logged away from ten years yeah. ago. That's like, yeah, whatever. I can just, I can just whip this out willy nilly. I'm a good public speaker, but it's like you're like, almost like up at two a.m. Just new insights. New insights after ten yeah. years. You know, that's, yeah. that was really well said. I remember, I remember John Piper, one of my one of my heroes. His his writings have probably shaped and influenced my life more than any other author, other than the biblical authors mm-hmm. themselves. But I remember Piper, like, in some lectures that he was given on preaching. And, and, and this, is, this is his perspective, but it left an impression on me, and it resonated. But, but he was like, brothers, like, if you're going to serve your people, you can't be out on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you've got to be dialed in. That wasn't the language that John Piper was using, of course. But, mm-hmm. like, he was just saying, like, if you understand the task of preaching, 
And if you're committed to serving your people well, then your mind and heart must be free to the task on Saturday night for mm. preaching. It resonated with me because I like my experience on Saturday night is like I kind of turn into a pumpkin about 5 p.m. I've wanted to grow like out of that necessary, you know, like in, in, and I feel like I kind of am. In other words, I aspire to be able to go to a party on Saturday night mm. um, and be present and be loving people and be interacting. Like I aspire to that. And sometimes I, I experience that. But there's other times that I'm I, like, I'm just resigned to the fact of this is what it costs mm. to be present and ready to preach on Sunday is to be alone with God, free of distraction, you know. And sometimes it's not like I'm like in my closet meditating on the text, but it just means I might be like in my chair at home, you know, watching a game or something, but my, but I'm free from all other responsibility. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not engaging on any level. So my, my, my mind is just free to receive anything that it needs. And it's just yeah. kind of, you know... I know, so, I know you've told me this before, too, is your mind having to be open as you enter into the text all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's part of the fun part of just living as a preacher, right? Mm-hmm. Like God can give you a nugget like any time. I took a picture. Let me see what I, I can't even remember what I took. Look at, oh, listen to this. I took a picture of this. Uh, I took it on my iPad. But it was this, this gal in 19, I took it last night, I think. Um, this gal in 1999 won the lottery. She was, <laughs> she was a... Uh, she was a waitress at Waffle House. Mm. Have you heard this story? I haven't. No. Dan, DJ Daniel Cox has. She was and uh, and her coworkers sue her because they said, and I think they were just doing a money grab. But they said, I think they all kind of teamed up and said, "Hey, we can get some money out of this." And they said that they had all agreed to split the the earnings if there was any earnings. She won like ten million dollars, something, mm. and and uh, so they sue her. Well, then. Uh, then the guy that gave her the lottery ticket as a tip sues her. Her ex-husband kidnaps her, like wanting the money. She shot him in the chest, right? No lie. <laughs> then she has to like sue the IRS, like for tax reasons, because she was like trying to handle the money in a, you know, anyways, it's, Someday it's going to come out in a sermon because it's like, look at, look at, look at the greed and look mm. at like how we lust for wealth and look at the insane things that yeah. we do, right? Like we lie, we sue our friends, we kidnap our ex-wife all because we want money. Mm. Right. Anyways. There so, won't be so, any falling asleep on that. So, yeah, that just, no. <laughs> so that just popped up last night. But I, like, I was like, this, this preaches. So I, so I captured it, I screenshot it, filed it away. And, um, yeah, you know, you talk about waking being woken up, John Piper, he was challenged like in Bible college or seminary by one of his professors to study one dead theologian. Mm. He was challenged to basically master one dead theologians, like total life and work. So he honed, honed in on Jonathan Edwards. So Jonathan Edwards' theology and life shaped John Piper. So it's like the ghost of Jonathan Edwards comes out in Piper's preaching, you know, all the time. He writes about him, he quotes him, all these things. Um, but but I remember Piper saying that Edwards said that anytime he was woken in the middle of the night, um, that he believed it was God waking him up mm. for the purpose of prayer. 
So anytime that he would be woken in the middle of the night, he would get on his knees next to his bed and pray until he went back to sleep. Mm. That's a good word, isn't it? That's encouraging. Yeah. Help us, Lord. Help yeah. us, Lord, to think that way. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing caution to the wind. I All right, we're going to take a break? Yep. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back right back, and we're going to do rapid fire uh, Pepper and Clay Knight, our student minister here at Real Life. So get ready, folks. We'll be right back. Colossians 3, 12 through 17. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. All right, all right, we are back. Hey, this is going to be fun. We're about to pepper Clay Knight, yes. Clayton, Bobby Knight. What's your, all right, here's how this is going to work. Here's that Grant Louder, Clam Chowder, and I are going to pepper you with questions. You have to respond immediately with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. Um, no long stories. No. No lengthy answers. No. Nope. This will be an immensely frustrating exercise. Super challenging. Are for you re- sure. are you ready for this? Let's do it. All right. So so like clam chowder and I may be talking on top of each other here. Okay. All right. So you just you just you just roll with it. All right. Um, all right. Are you ready? And these are going to be like all about you and all about real life students. I'm a, I'm ready. I was born ready. Oh, look at this. So you, you kind of thrive on this, these kind of moments, don't you? Maybe we'll see. Yeah. 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 I, see, before we hired you, I read all about you, <laughs> all the, all the tests we got down to the core of who is this human being. All right, here we go. Ready, set, go. What's your full name? Robert Clay Knight. Who makes up your family? Who makes up my family is my mom, uh, Carmen Knight, my dad, Robbie Knight, my sister, who is a, a sophomore at Anderson university. Uh, her name is Kara Knight, and now Millie Knight. What's your favorite thing about Real Life Church? My favorite thing about Real Life Church is how our church family lives out the values and mission of our church. What's I the, feel like family. What's the biggest mistake you've made in your first, how many months have you been student minister? 11 months. 11 oh months? You've been God. our student Almost minister 11 months. Okay. You've been our student minister longer than you've been married. That's fun. What's wow. the biggest mistake you've made in your first 11 months? Failing to plan ahead. Shake it off. Shake it off. What's the biggest victory in those 11 months? And we'll give God the glory for that victory. 100%. Building relationships with students and parents. Mm. That's brief. I can go into it, but... Who's your favorite staff member at Real Life? Oh, uh, will I get fired depending that was too, on... That was way too long. <laughs> Move on to the next question. Sorry. Um, how many students are going to the fall retreat? 90. What time oh, do you leave God. for the fall retreat? Friday at 3.30 p.m. Where are you going to the fall retreat? Jonathan Creek. How many nights are you staying on the fall retreat? Two nights. What's the theme of the fall retreat? Rooting our lives in Christ. Mm-hmm. What are you going to teach on next year? Teach on next year? Real life students, what are you teaching on next year? Biblical literacy, rest, 
relationships. We can keep on going on and on. What's the most challenging thing about being a student minister? Gosh, <laughs> the most challenging thing. I'm thinking too long, but there's so much to do in this job. Mm. There's so much to do in this job. Delegation. Yeah. Delegation. No. Delegation. <laughs> yeah. Delegate. Delegation. Really spiritual, I would say spiritual health as well, not getting too much into the job and the ministry, but also protecting myself, leading as a husband, all this transition. What do most people get wrong about student ministry? Man, student, I would say the thing people most get wrong about student ministry is we're just not a, we're not a daycare. Mm. We're not a daycare. I want to partner with parents to disciple their students. What do most people get wrong about Clayton, Bobby, Knight? Mm. What do most people get wrong about you? Mm. As much as I talk, there is a purpose for what I have to say. Um, it just takes some sifting to get in there. So I know things might sound confusing sometimes. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite thing about Millie, your wife? Oh my gosh, how she listens to me. She's so patient with me. What's Millie's favorite thing about you? I don't know. I think I think I challenge her in a lot of different ways. Get her out of her comfortability. What's, what's the biggest argument you've had with Millie? Can you answer that? I don't know if I'd say argument. I'd say tiffs or, you know, we call them tussles. Yeah, we you say call tiffs. Them tussles. Yeah. You call them tiffs? Yeah. My, my, the biggest thing is, uh, I would probably say just like finding, finding our rhythm, how we both work. She's a lot different than me. I'm a lot different than her working together. What's been the most surprising thing to you about ministry since you've started at Real Life? I tell this people to people a lot that if I could tell people that my job my job description is completely different than what I would have expected coming in here January 1 of 2023. How so? I tell people um, 100%, right? 50% of my job is communication. 25 to 30% is admin. And then 20% is the fun decide like the evangelism mm -hmm. all the things that you would wish you could see uh w that you think is all of student ministry but if you don't plan well sometimes that'll lack the reason that is is communication is required to lead 100 mm -hmm. and you're leading something yep. so special you're leading something so significant you're leading something that's alive you're leading something mm -hmm. that's growing you're leading something that that is desperate for leadership so you've got to communicate to parents to students, That's, to leaders, yeah. over mm. and over and over again in every avenue. Just something that also came to mind, keep it brief, something people get wrong about student ministry is a lot of my job is leading leaders. Come mm. on. What's your favorite book of the Bible? Ooh, I would probably say uh, John. The book love of John? The, love the Gospel of John. Mm. Not First John, not Second John, not Third John. First John's up there too, though. Yeah, for sure. Favorite? John, Gospel of John. Who is your favorite non-biblical author? Non-biblical author. Oh, gosh, why am I blinking on his name? Shake it off, we'll come back. What's your favorite worship band? Ooh. Worship album, worship artist, worship leader who has music that people can listen to on Spotify? Yeah. Uh, brief, I was on Student Life's team for a summer, and, and I got to hang out. And, <laughs> I can't even share a story. Louder, what's your favorite worship? North Point worship. Leland. Fire. Leland, yours what is North what? Point Worship. North Point mm. Worship, they can Spotify that? Yeah, for sure. Yep, you like it? Great. What's your uh, favorite uh, preacher other than your pastor? Who is your favorite preacher? 
Mm. I really like John Piper. Come on, let's go. I didn't. I didn't know that the kids liked John Piper these days. Kids love. Him. I almost fell asleep twenty twenty in, in passion, but I began. Yeah, the to first really time. Like... Yeah, that's a common occurrence that most people's <laughs> first time listening to John Piper, they fall asleep. Yeah, Grant Ladder, you got anything else? Come on. If you had you, one, if you had to, I got it. If you had to choose one sport to play for the, the rest of your life, what would it be? The oh, only gosh. sport you could play. And I, and I was good at it. No. Sure. Maybe, maybe what, not. What do you want? What do you want? Like you play? mentioned, you play pickleball, you play well, that's not a sport. ultimate. That's if not you had sport, to choose one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sports, soccer is though. Pickleball. Um, man, I really like basketball. Mm. I really like basketball. I just wish I wasn't five six. Like to play basketball. Seem like, like a spud web. Clem Chowder, like, you like to play basketball? Uh, eh. yeah, yeah I'm good. Yeah. But DJ Daniel Cox, all right. Do you play basketball? You shoot left-handed or right-handed? Daniel does a lot of things. He shoots right-handed. Yeah, look at that. He plays Fortnite, right? Clay Knight, if you had, oh. if you had, uh, let's, we should have a Fortnite party. Dude. We should have a Fortnite party. Uh, talk about college. The Wyatt, the Wyatt yeah, kids would love if we had a Fortnite party. Does Jack play Fortnite? Sure. play Fortnite? They all, like the whole Wyatt family will play Fortnite. They play like, uh, we, okay. we all, we're, we're all posers. We, well, we're, we're all hypocrites. We all like to say, except for Parker and Elliot uh, and Lily, <laughs> me, Jack and Susan, uh, maybe just me and Jack, maybe just me and Jack are the hypocrites. We like to say we don't like to play Fortnite, but we like to play Fortnite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, you've got one meal that's your last meal that you're going to eat before you see Jesus. What are you eating? I could eat it for the rest of my days. Chicken Alfredo. Interesting. Um, have you been to any uh, any parks in Clarksville? Rotary. Yep. Yes. I love it. And I've been to, yeah, disc golf 100%. What's your favorite restaurant in Clarksville? Hananoki's is up there. Um, and anything downtown, really. Mm-hmm. Anything downtown. Uh, what's the place? The muse- Is it a museum? No, it's... A- the mail room? Mail room. Yep. Thank you. I don't know why I said museum. What, uh, what are you most impressed with about your adult leaders in real life students? How I feel like sometimes I can lack in communication and they don't miss a beat. They are there to serve and they're ready to adapt. And they're and they're hungry. What can students expect this weekend at the fall retreat? Time away from the normal everyday life to get away to hear from God. Incredible teaching from my friend Connor, and and just hopefully just restful fun. It's not we're not, we're not organized with a lot of different like we're not bouncing off like oh you know every thirty minutes we're doing something but just restful fun. All right, Clay, you have now 30 seconds to say on the podcast whatever you want to say. What do you want to say? Wow. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to say, again, if I, as much as I can say to our church family, love you guys. You have made this transition so incredibly easy, and I felt like the best and most wanted student minister in the world. And, uh, yeah. Also, the only other thing, 10 seconds, Alex and Nicole Morris just had a baby. James, want to celebrate them? Do you know what? Do you know what time? Do you know what time? Two. Was Alex sending you videos? Was he sending you videos? He Alex started sending me and Susan videos 
these ridiculous long videos. They need to go out. Two forty yesterday afternoon. Like he started yesterday morning. He started sending these videos, mm. and he had no clue that it was going to be a long process. I think he just thought they would show up at, at the hospital, and an hour later the baby's yeah. coming out. Yeah, they got there three thirty yesterday, and the baby was born this morning. Three thirty in the morning. They got there three thirty in the morning. The baby was born this morning at two forty eight. At two forty eight. That's so like twenty four hours yeah. in the hospital. It's not too yeah, bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. A lot bad. of Hallmark movies. Yes. Yeah. Beef jerky. Yes. Yes. Well, hey, let's pray for our podcast listeners. Let's pray for our fall retreat. Let's pray for uh, the Morris family. Uh, Alex is an elder here at Real Life, an immense encouragement to our church family. He preached a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and just had their first child. Nothing like it. Um, so uh, I'm going to pray for our church family. Grant Louder, why don't you pray for our fall retreat? Got it. And, uh, and Clay, why don't you pray for the Morris family? Love to. Um, Father, we bless you today. We praise you today. Father, we pray for our dear church family. We pray that wherever they are today, that they would sense your nearness, they would trust your promises, they would experience the sweetness of knowing you. You would give them a heart to walk uh, in obedience. You'd give them a hunger to know you, and that you would remind them today that they are perfectly loved by their perfect Heavenly Father. Lord, let this be so in our church family today. Lord, we come before you and just we just ask that, Lord, that you would just bless this fall retreat this weekend, that, Lord, you would just encourage and energize and fill clay in the leadership team, which is your spirit anew, Lord, and refreshed, um, and that, Lord, that you would work through, in and through clay and the leaders to speak so intimately and directly to these students, Lord, that they would just understand the reality of being rooted in Christ and delighting in you and um, picking up the banner and being an ambassador of Christ as they go out to schools and start going to college and just inter- interacting with the world, Lord, that they, that you would just do new things with and among the students, yes, Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. God, you have created us. You've mm-hmm. given us new life in your Son, and we are immensely grateful for that, and we thank you for the gift of life and how you have walked with Alex and Nicole mm-hmm. in trying times and tough times, Lord, but... You're also with them now in this incredible blessing of having James come into the world. God, I pray that you would give them the wisdom to lead as parents. Um, Lord, you would bless and protect their newborn child. Yes. And God, that we as a church family would come alongside them as they're learning to parent. We would support them uh, in their needs, Lord, and we would just love and continue to seek you independence for them. We love you, and we pray all this in your holy name. Yes, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, as we close, babies are coming out everywhere. That's so exciting. Uh, Clay Knight, you've been memorizing some scripture. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. All right, you're not looking at your Bible. Love it. All right, so give us what you got. Ready, set, go. Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who live not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the to the flesh, have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according to the Spirit have their mind set 
on what the spirit desires. Let me keep on going. Uh, g- give us all you got. Wow. The mind governed by the flesh uh, is death. Uh, is death. Is that it? Yeah. No, the, the, the mind governed by the, by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. For those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, you, however, do not live in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit, if indeed Christ is in you. And if anyone is not in Christ, they do not belong to God. But mm. if but if Christ is in you, then even though the body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. I believe that's Romans 8, 1. Holy cow. Yes. Let's go. Ten All verses. right, real life. That is our student minister Let's hiding go. God's word in his heart. Let's Be inspired. Go. Hey, memorize a verse before this Sunday. And uh, this Sunday, I'm preaching at First Baptist Jolton, one of our partner churches. Their pastor, their former pastor, he just retired after 30 years of pastoring this church. He had a dream 10 plus years ago, 10 years ago. He was knocking on doors in Sanga. And he took it as from the Lord, and he began to pray with other pastors. So I'll be preaching there. Pastor Tim will be preaching this Sunday. So you come up to me in two weeks, but come catch Clay. No, he'll be at the student retreat. Come catch... Uh, Grant Louder, Clam Chowder, and share your Bible verse that you've memorized. Clay has challenged us. Great job. Yeah, Great job. It. What version was that? NIV? Mm-hmm. NIV. All right. DJ Daniel Cox, as always, thank you for uh, making us sound good, editing, editing out Clay's nasty uh, breathing. <laughs> Sorry about that. And game, uh, shake it off. Shake it off. Um, hey, until next time, Grant Louder, keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.